You're listening to Devotions with Pastor Daniel Williams, taken from the Redemption Church YouTube channel. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to these live devotionals. So glad that you're with us today or whenever you're listening. May the Lord bless you and may this time be fruitful for our worship and adoration towards Jesus. And what I want to do is I want to take a beautiful attribute of Jesus, of God, um, Yahweh, and uh, just highlight for us. There's a lot of scripture uh, that talks about this attribute. And if you're not watching the video, I am smiling when I say this. It's the mercy of God. The mercy of God. Uh, man, talk about a beautiful attribute of God, how he's a merciful God, a God of mercy, and a God who pours out his mercy richly on us. There's a beautiful uh, statement in Psalm 23. It's a very familiar psalm, and I wanted to start out sort of our time with this verse because I think it's important for us to understand how the mercy of God is with us and applies to us today and what we can do about it. Uh, psalm 23, uh, that famous psalm, in verse 6, it says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know, God gives goodness and mercy to those that are his sheep. Uh, man, he is a good shepherd, and uh, these attributes allow us to dwell with God and to know him. Now, in order to really appreciate this statement, we need to really define what goodness and mercy are, uh, these benefits that follow us. And God's goodness, uh, his grace, um, tends to get a lot of attention in our life because it should. Uh, it's undeserved, unfavored, unmerited favor. It's God's being gracious to us, pouring out his grace, loving us, not because we're lovable, because of who he is. He's a God of love and he gives favor, not because we earn it or deserve it. In fact, grace gets so much attention because it's primarily why we are saved. Uh, it is by the grace of God. The Bible says in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, it is by grace that you have been saved and it's not of our own works. It's unmerited. It's not because of us. It's because who God is. And this is so beautiful. This goodness, this grace that God pours out favor upon us. He blesses us. He cares for us. It's good. And this goodness follows us the days of our life. Uh, we can say a lot more about grace and the grace of God and how God is gracious. But I want to focus on mercy because it's not just goodness or grace that follows us. It's also God's mercy. And mercy teaches us a little bit something different. You see, it has a different definition than grace. Uh, it actually teaches us a little bit more about ourselves and who God is as well. Mercy is not getting what you deserve. If grace is unmerited favor, it's a gift of God. Mercy is you deserve something, but God holds something back. He spares something. He withholds punishment or justice and judgment because he gives mercy. It implies and teaches us that we actually deserve something. You see, the Bible teaches us that we all deserve death. Uh, the wrath of God, judgment because of our sin. Sin is a rebellion against God and we are born in the sin nature, uh, child, children of wrath. Uh, Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Uh, so we are not perfect. We're imperfect. There's a standard. We don't fit that standard. There's a line and we cross that line and we sin. And the Bible says in Romans 6.26 that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God um is eternal life in Jesus Christ, our God, our Lord. The fact that God gives mercy is great, but it also implies that we need mercy, right? Uh, with grace, it's undeserving, it's unmerited, it just comes upon you, it's goodness, it's who God is. 
But God also is a God of mercy because we as people need mercy. It shows something about us. We aren't that great. We aren't that loving. We need forgiveness. We need atonement. We need pardoning. We have a debt that needs to be paid. The wages of sin is death. And man, the the free gift of God is eternal life. And he gives this gift to us by his grace and by his mercy. Oftentimes we don't like thinking about this term mercy um, because, man, you and I are perfect and we don't like talking about that. But listen, you and I, we need the mercy of God as well as the grace of God and goodness and mercy can follow us all the days of our life. And we can dwell with the Lord as we follow him and receive this from God. We thank God for his mercy. Uh, listen to Psalm 103 verses 8 through 14. It's a little long, but it's beautiful to just be washing God's word as we talk about this important subject. The Bible says the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in love and steadfast love. He will not always chive or rebuke that word means nor will he keep his anger forever he does not deal with us according to our sins nor repay us according to our iniquities thank god for that for as high as the heavens are above the earth so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him as far as the east is from the west so far uh, does he remove our transgressions from us as a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. What an incredible passage of scripture. You see, God reminds us uh, that we are imperfect. He shows us that we are imperfect. And the just thing to do is to have punishment, but he understands that we are dust. We are imperfect and he gives mercy. He's compassionate. He forgives sin as far as east is to the west. I'm so grateful for the mercy of God. I blow it all the time. Even as a believer, I'm being sanctified and I'm being conformed to the image of Christ, but I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm not glorified. I don't have a perfect body. I'm, a, I'm not with Jesus face to face. It's one of trust. And, and sometimes I blow it and I need the mercy of God. I, I hope you need the mercy of God. I hope that you acknowledge that because this is how we overcome sin and our imperfections, not by ignoring sin or trying to be hard, uh, better, but actually by acknowledging our sin and going to God and saying help. You know, 1 John 1, 9 was John's apostle, the apostle of love, showing us that God is a God of love, he would say in that letter. But he would also teach us and tell uh, the church, beloved saints, hey, you need to confess, you need forgiveness. No Christian is perfect. John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That word confession means to be in agreement with God. We acknowledge our imperfections to God and we're forgiven. And this is why David in the Psalms, he continually is confessing his sins. Psalm 86, 5 and 6. For you, O Lord, are good and forgiving, abounding in steadfast love to all who call upon you. Give ear, O Lord, to my prayer and listen to my plea for grace. Have you called upon God for his mercy? Listen, I know that you're not perfect. I know that I'm not perfect. I blow it. We need the mercy of God. And aren't you thankful that God is a God of mercy, that when we blow it or fail, we can go to him and acknowledge that and say, God, forgive me. And God, by his mercy, forgives sin through his son, Jesus Christ, who died for sin to atone our sin, to pay a price that we couldn't pay. You see, on the cross, God's wrath, his punishment was poured upon Jesus as our substitute 
for our sin. There was price to be played. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. There was death that needed to happen. But Jesus died in our place. He paid the price, the debt for our sin, because Jesus, man, he loves us. And God is a God of mercy. Colossians 2, 13 through 14 says, And you were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh. God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This set aside, nailing it to the cross. Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 5, 21 puts it this, For our sake, God made Jesus to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Wow. The mercy of God made possible through the person of Jesus. And it's God's mercy that will follow us all the days of our life. Because why? Jesus will never leave us nor forsake us. We find mercy, the mercy of God in him. And this is why Jesus' earthly ministry Recorded in the Gospels, people kept on reaching out and calling to Jesus and saying, Son of David, have mercy on me. They recognized that Jesus had compassion, that he would weep for Jerusalem and care and love for his neighbor and had these teachings of forgiveness and reconciliation and this kingdom of God and this new way that God would tell and remind the people, I am here to forgive. You see, they recognized that they could receive mercy in him because God is rich in mercy. And these stories, they should teach us about the beautiful riches of the mercy of God. And so the mercy of God, how do we sum this up? Well, two things, I think, when thinking about the mercy of God through Jesus and just Christ's riches that um, we have in him. One thing of application is this. Uh, if God is a God of mercy, we need to receive mercy by faith and just ask Jesus for it. You know, Matthew chapter 9, verses 27 through 29 is one of these stories where someone asked Jesus for mercy. Uh, the text says, and as Jesus passed on from there, two blind men followed him crying, have mercy on us, son of David. When he entered the house, the blind men came to him and Jesus said to them, do you believe that I am able to do this? And they said to him, yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes saying, according to your faith, be it done to you. You know, Jesus, he's full of mercy. But we can often not go to him or call upon him for that mercy, for atonement, for healing, for forgiveness. But the Bible says that we are to call upon the name of the Lord and we shall be saved. We need to receive mercy from God by asking, by acknowledging our sin, by going to God. You know, and this uh, acknowledgement, this asking is for whosoever. God so loved the word that he gave his only son that whosoever would believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Another person in the scriptures is a Canaanite woman from Matthew chapter 15. And there's a story in verses 21 through 28 where it teaches us that the mercy of God is for everyone. Uh, she wasn't a religious person. She wasn't a special uh, called person, just this Canaanite woman, a Gentile. And she called upon Jesus and God responded by giving her mercy. Everyone needs mercy. And again, Jesus in that passage in Matthew 9 and Matthew 15, acknowledges the faith. It's impossible to please God without faith because he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. When you seek him, you're believing he actually is real and is who he said he is. If he says he's a God of mercy, we need to go to God by faith and say, God, I blew it. I need your mercy. Lord, help me, the Canaanite woman said. And I found that, that that's the best application for, for the mercy of God. 
saying a prayer like that, Lord, help me. Help me in my body. Help me in my sin. Help me in my relationships. Just help. What a beautiful prayer. What a beautiful prayer of application when we think about the mercy of God. Because even when we don't deserve it, or even when we deserve something else, God is full of mercy. The second thing that we see thinking about the mercy of God or sort of application to close our time together is we need to not only receive mercy for ourselves, but also give mercy to others. We need to be merciful as God is merciful to us. You know, there's a a passage in scripture in in Luke chapter seven, verses 37 through 50. There's a woman who came to Jesus and brought this alabaster flask of oil to him. She, she washed his feet with this oil and with her tears out of love and appreciation for Jesus. And people, they were in the room, including his disciples. They sort of criticized her because it was a lavish gift. It was worth a lot of money. Uh, In fact, he told a story about a person being forgiven so much um, that the appropriate response was only to worship. He wanted to vindicate this lady and tell these people, hey, worship is a good thing. When we receive the mercy of God, we are to worship God. Uh, We are to know that this mercy of God touches our hearts, but it also affects our bodies, our lives. Our faith has works. And, And he wants to acknowledge that when you receive mercy, you're transformed. Jesus said in verse 47, therefore, I tell you, her sins, which are many are forgiven for she loved much, but he who is forgiven little has loved little. When we acknowledge our sin and the fact that we need forgiveness or mercy, it will transform our hearts. But when we don't acknowledge our sin, don't go to God, that first application, well, then we're not going to be as loving. But Jesus would also teach us that just as we receive this love from God, we're to love other people. The greatest commandment, love God and love your neighbor. He would also teach a parable about uh, someone being forgiven a whole huge amount of debt uh, in the gospel of Matthew and then being forgiven and how it should demonstrate and that action should cause that person to, to forgive other people. You see, when we receive the love of God and the mercy of God, it should cause us to be a loving people who also forgives. Colossians 3, 12 through 13 tells us this. Now put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against one another, forgiving each other, just as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive. You see, it's appropriate. And we tend to think of mercy of God to worship God. And that's okay. And that's good. Just like that woman. But Jesus also gives parables to say, now you forgive others. Peter would say, well, how many times Lord? Well, 70 times seven, you continually forgive. You continually love. You continually are forgiven by God because surely goodness and mercy will follow all the days of your life. We need God's grace and his mercy to follow us because we're going to be imperfect this side of eternity. But guess what? As we're receiving it daily, those that have been loved much are able to, are forgiven much, are able to love much. And we love much God and respond to him and obey his word. And then just as the Lord has forgiven us, the Bible teaches now we are to forgive others. So as we receive the mercy of God in this life, it should cause us to be giving mercy to others. People deserve a lot of stuff in this life. They are not perfect. But listen, we give mercy. Because we serve a God that has given us mercy. And so the mercy of God, man, it follows us all 
the days of our lives. May you receive it and may you rejoice in it. And may we give it to others in this life. I hope that you can glory in that truth today. And so uh, good to always be with you teaching God's word. May you think about the mercy of God and may his mercy overflow into your heart, into this life, into others. God bless you guys and we'll see you in the next video.